Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Where the hell do I start? Fresh off the construction site, Alice. Yeah. A lot of work today. More work to do, but a lot of work done today. I got to tell you. Actually, a lot of the worst part done, I kind of Oh, totally. The suck part is totally done. What what was your biggest takeaway from today? Um, By the way, if you guys don't know, we're fixing the undercarriage of the, the roof. Yeah, the internal water damage to the house. Now that we know that there is no more water entering the house, thanks to our friends at Eagle Rivet, um, we are now uh, repairing the inside of our house. There's a big hole. You can see it on Twitter. There's a big hole there. And so what we did today is we ripped down uh, a lot of the old and um, damaged particle... Wallboard or drywall. Drywall. and Gypsum board. Yep. And then some of the lead wall. And then, well, yeah. And for those of you worried about lead, because I know many of you are concerned, or mm. some of you find it amusing, or this house has been so inspected for lead, like every inch of it has been inspected for lead. So if there are places where lead was like encased and left alone because it was not, um, like falling off the wall or whatever during the deleading, it was you know enclosed if there are places where there is still any lead in the house we are well aware of it and are either working around that and not touching it entirely or are you know being extremely careful of removing any pieces yes. and keeping them wet and everything else so the whole premise of the shattuck existence <laughs> is built upon the fact that we are imprisoned in this 300-year-old house because of lead remediation. That is yeah, the so premise. We know, we are well aware of anywhere where there might be a stray piece of lead in the house. We, yes. know, we know about it. So. so so what is your big takeaway from today? Big takeaway from today. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, let me go for you. Demolition always takes longer than you expect it to. Let me go for you. Okay, what was your big take? Oh, that's going to be one hell of an illegal dump, by the way. You want me to make that disappear, I assume, right? Well, I mean... 
Some of it can Plausible probably fit in you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Okay, I get you. You know, you I can take you. it to the Georgetown transfer station. Yeah, message, message received, Alice. This is why women have no honor. <laughs> yep, there you go. She has if photo- it were me, I would take it to the Georgetown transfer station. Mm. That's oh, okay, I'll let do. you take it there. I can do that if you'd mm-hmm. like me to. Mm. Um, so um, the big takeaway is this, is that... Um, Owens Corning fiberglass or whatever the stuff we were using. What's that stuff called? The fiberglass insulation, yeah. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so fantastic. It's strong but pliable. I mean, we ran it through the, those it, rafters. It, it, it's so, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's exactly the size to go between the joists and fit in perfectly. And you just unroll it and stick it in there. And, and it's great. It's deep talking. Okay. There you go. Um, and it's also... Um, yeah, I, so I had we no idea. replaced so... all the fiberglass that was all black and moldy, looking and disgusting because right. it was all wet. And 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 another thing was is that in that in the uh, the fiberglass it instantly blotted out the sound from outside, and instantly you could feel heat remaining in the room. Mm-hmm. It was it's amazing, man. That stuff is good. I, I should have gone to trade school. What freaking was I think? <laughs> what I shouldn't have, what I should have done probably to be honest with you, Alice. Mm-hmm. We talked about my um, my class rank that like I was like second to last, and those two guys like one went to jail and one like OD <laughs> died. So I be, so I so I got out dead last in ninety one, and I wasn't dead last because I was most stupid. I was dead last because I had no interest in school. I mm-hmm. hated it. I'd- well, yeah, this all came up because our kids were asking me because I mentioned about class rank and they didn't mm-hmm. know what it was, and so I said they would put everybody in order of how good their grades were in the whole school and. You know, you would have the valedictorian would usually be first in the class and then you would have everybody else and you knew what you were. And the kids immediately went, oh, my gosh, that's because they've been raised in an egalitarian modern society. They were like, oh, that would be terrible. Imagine if you were last or near the bottom and you knew and everybody knew that you were the last in the class. And it's like, yes, you, as a matter of fact, live with somebody who was last in his class. And it was actually kind of chilling. You know, the, when it, I, I remember the moment I opened the mail and my friend Keith was with me and I saw it and I saw the class rank and I showed him and he said, dude, that's not good <laughs> in a way, like a serious way, like not like we usually talked, but it wasn't good, but I just never showed up. I was, I was absent like every third day. I had no, and, but my point is this rather than like forced me to go to school so that I had a rift with my parents because I was not interested mm-hmm. and, you know, caused this other stuff, uh, you know, other strife, et cetera. Um, if I had just been allowed at 15 years old just to go, just to go, like, leave, get a job, then I probably would have accrued some skills somewhere. And mm-hmm. I would have been all for it. Because you would have seen the point in what you were doing. Yeah, I would have been doing something that you I... You were under- a person, and you're still like this, where you don't do anything if you don't see why you're doing it. Well, I if mean... If you don't see a reason to be doing something, you don't. Well, I don't see a reason to be confined, you know, for no reason. Like, I, But you also don't, like, see a reason to wait at red lights sometimes. Oh, no, or, I, like- I, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I see no reason. Why would you follow traffic instructions <laughs> unless there's a cop nearby? There's no reason to. Of course you go through red lights and, and through stop signs. And the people who have a problem with that are a bad kind of people. It, when, when I was in Melrose, I used to blast through this 
Missing Valley, Lynn Fells Parkway was terrible. So I used to blast through this red light always. And the person on the other side of the light sometimes would beep at me, what the hell? And you weren't like cutting them off. No, it had nothing to do with them. It just, you don't know the natural order of things. You're you're ruining it. No, stop it. Why why do you think just because that's the law, because that's it? Don't you have any self-respect for the limited time you have on earth? Really? (laughs) It's incredible to me. I can't b- believe it. And, you know, b- sometimes I do do other things. Like w- w- the other day, we were behind this woman who, of course, had LGBTQI plus ampersands stickers and all sorts of stickers. And we're on the main road. And she, and this is a good moment. She decides to let somebody in who's in a cross street and left. Oh, she slows down to let somebody in. I hit the gas and go on the right-hand side. So the person who's being let in, he knew. He saw the danger. He thought, no, that guy behind her is um, going. <laughs> so I then just I drove forward and, and I did my thing. And, you know, because you have to have respect for your time and things. Being in school for high school for me was, especially since I was like. For you, I was waiting at a red light. You didn't yes. know why you were there or why yeah. you were being made to do this, and right. you were I, not pleased about it. No, I didn't. I thought that my classmates were, by and large, very stupid. I thought the cast <laughs> system, like all the gorgeous, like sweet, lovely girls, were dating all the meatheads who like like, like wrote about them being sluts in the bathroom walls. I, I don't want to be any more part of this. It, this prison sucks. There was no justice in the prison. I didn't like it. So I wasn't really ever bullied or anything. You know, and you know, I got along with people. I had no close friends at the school, really. But I, I, there was no reason I should have not been in school. And I think a lot of people should not be in school. It's just not for some people. It was mm-hmm. not, and I don't. No, say, most people do it for the same reason why they sit at stoplights when nobody's coming, is because it's the thing that you're supposed to do, and right. so they just do it. Yeah, and and also, I had no. I had no doubt that I was on the much smarter than the average person side of things. Or at least I had thoroughly deluded myself into thinking <laughs> that. Either way, I was not I was not insecure in many rooms, thinking, wow, these people are all much smarter than me. I certainly knew that I was getting creamed in the SATs, <laughs> which took me like 23 minutes to finish. <laughs> and I was happy to be out there. And I, You I, didn't like... You didn't like try and do some other questions. Or as anything? soon as it got hard, I just went <laughs> bye bye. That's why I got. I didn't like it. I got a nine ten the first time, and then an eight fifty the second time. Like <laughs> I, I did worse, and like I, I had no time for the math. I was like, you know, I wrote my name. And this is not about me being special, but it's just that it's it's about. And I think there's plenty of people like look back and say, why was I? It has to do with if had I been out at fifteen rather than spending three more years in the penitentiary then I probably would have learned something. Like, I noticed you today when we were doing the construction work. Mm-hmm. You're looking at all the cross beams or whatever you call them, joists. I don't think, think it has a T, to be honest, but fine, whatever. And I could tell, and it reminded me of when I used to do um, HTML and made uh, intricate tables for a living. Mm-hmm. As intricate as you can do for websites, etc., is that at first I was like, I sucked at tables. I sucked at the, the, to doing them, and they were always collapsing me, and I it sucked and sucked. But yeah, I really worked on it and worked on it, and then suddenly I could see, and it all made sense. Mm-hmm. So what I could see, the potential, et cetera, once you've, you get adept at something, then you can see it. And I could tell today that you could see the ceiling finished. You knew how, 
and you were seeing thoughts that I had no, I, I still can't. I still can't, I can't know. Well, or even like the recessed lighting. You got to a recessed light and you just pulled the board and everything kind of right. came down on you. Right. And it worked out, but, 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 had but I, I like know what a recessed light looks like inside and right. know how to pull it out you've of got, there. You've got, and, a, you've got all of that downloaded I, and I don't have any of it downloaded. And I wish I had. I don't have like many hand skills downloaded other than fence posts. Fence posts. Well, that's just from doing them, though. Right. You didn't have it downloaded when you first started trying to do them. Th- that's true. That's true. But but also it's uh, it's also very imposing and things like that. It's just like to have and like HTML, which like HTML 4.0, I was really good at at one point. Nobody has any use for that anymore. There's no reason. <laughs> that was 20. I mean, tables haven't changed that much. Yeah. This yeah. 22 years ago, essentially. But other than that, you know, um, cursory song composition practice that I've done since I've written some of my own songs and kind of getting to see how things come together to make something. But I don't use that anymore either. So, you know, I I don't do anything with uh, other than some cooking, some cooking stuff. Now I, I finally see I see how to manipulate a steak, how to pick a good steak, manipulate a steak to be delicious. I see foods mm-hmm. to make them delicious, to make them more comforty for my family, etc. And so that I got a grasp on. But then that also took a long time as well. Um, but everybody should have. Imagine I was good inside, like our my friend, like Jay or Keith. Like mm-hmm. imagine I could do to a house what those guys can do. It would be amazing. It would be right. amazing to have any of those skills. It would be amazing. I almost got a. Um, a job it was all set up for me to get paid under the table in the 90s working for this guy from um ireland as a cabinet installer and i was like intimidated by it and i didn't think like i don't know what to do the guys don't think i'm a pussy anyway and Mm -hmm. whatever which i was and so i didn't do it but had i done it then i would have a i could see all the potential that's where this goes Mm -hmm. because once you learn to do something like that but i think it's that it's not just us looking at our roof, but I think that we really have to get way the hell out of the box on this stuff on just going, doing the standard thing for the standard thing's sake. Sending kids to four-year colleges. Why? So they can learn to love Hamas? What's the reason? Unless there's a reason. My daughter seems to have have a thing for engineering stuff. Okay, that's a reason. Okay? She also mm-hmm. takes well, and I think this is more a more girl thing, but maybe I'm biased, but... I think girls take instruction better. I think girls want to please teachers more. And, and generally, I'm talking about Americans, um, I think guys are more uh, cocksure, but needlessly so. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, Well, college enrollment has dropped in this country quite a bit, and like 70% of the drop is coming from boys. Yeah. It's, well, that, it's I think mostly, that's good. It's I think fewer that's, boys who are going to college, which, yes. As I long as they're not doing it to play video games in a way that's not monetized. You know, uh, as long as they're not doing it just to get high and sit around. Because that's also not good. And I did plenty of that too. Seriously. Uh, really, just my retirement was 1991 to 2002. <laughs> really. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I don't see, why, why, why de facto would we send our kid to four-year school? Mm-hmm. And like when I hear people's majors, I think the same thing. Like when people tell me that they're studying, like, for example, hospitality, 
people who go and get hospitality degrees nope or like all the people who get broadcasting degrees and stuff like that like these media degrees and stuff unnecessary unnecessary pr communications get it like it's literally just talking to people well at least for a hotel management or hospitality degree is unnecessary you can get entry-level positions immediately and start learning everything you need to know. In mm-hmm. every hotel that I've ever worked at has always had a training program. They're always looking for people to get to to hit housekeeping and then to hit receiving and then to hit food and beverage, to hit banquets, to hit the front office, to hit guest services. They're always looking for stuff to get people on that track if you're interested. But uh, for broadcasting, for radio, or broadcasting, no. Although... Almost anything, almost anything, except very specific fields, you are better off actually doing the field than studying uh, about doing it in yes. a school. I mean, there is a there is a value to a, an internship because it allows decision makers to see you in action. It allows you to, to put you in a position to be helpful, as long as you don't sign a letter uh, pro Hamas, uh, you know, it, it, saying that you want the administration to change. But but there's value to that. Other than that, I don't see. I just don't. I see less and less of it. As a matter of fact, more than ever now, a lot of these uh, academics, professors, presidents of colleges, and a lot. Some of this has to do with age, or maybe a tiny bit of wisdom, whatever. Uh, some of these people are midwits. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah, these are not. These are highly credentialed people. But these people are midwits. I've had jobs. Big jobs with big titles where I didn't know what I was doing, and mm-hmm. I wasn't the only one. There's a lot of people out there getting good gigs now who don't know what they're doing. Well, and it extends all the way up to like even what are considered like elite colleges and stuff. I mean, I went to Tufts, and at Tufts, an enormous proportion of the students took like the remedial writing class when they got there. Amazing. That was like how to write a five paragraph essay. Amazing. It was it was kind of astonishing, and you know, I, I, ju- I just think there are so many people in college that do not need to be there. Uh, t- totally, and what a waste! And then you, you, you have your debt forgiven. You're paying a lot of money for this. It's it's abuse. And I don't mean to blame the people necessarily either, because in in a lot of cases they're once again just like doing what they're told to do and what their parents say is the thing to do and their teachers and their guidance counselors and everybody's saying like you should be on this track you should be doing this but it's it's very odd and it's also a huge anomaly globally (laughs) right like whenever we talk about the student loan thing i bring this up because people from like european countries say are always scandalized by our student debt and whatever because their college generally speaking is like highly subsidized often free oftentimes you get a stipend to live on in a lot of european countries depending but you test into those fields that you're going into very early on usually you go to a high school specifically for them you're testing into being in that field when you're Mm -hmm. like 14 and they don't bother they do not take tom shattuck and put him in calculus class in french high schools that said they don't i mean like so our way of doing it in the united states is in some ways a lot more like opportunity for all Mm. you know is we kind of have the philosophy like anybody who wants to be in calculus class can be there you know when we have this concept this you know and this is 
a Republican came up with this, the no child left behind thing. And, you know, all this standardized testing where we rank schools on the basis of like, are you getting all the students up to this specific level, the MCAS level or whatever it is? And the truth is, is that if your standardized test and your school curriculum is going to be based on getting all the students to a certain level, that's by necessity not going to be a terribly high level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the problem. I mean, like, it, it just is. So you are doing some of the kids who don't belong there in the calculus class a disservice. And you are because generally most American high schools, they get everyone pretty much up to like pre-calculus at least. And that's like what the MCAS is. It's you know taking you through like algebra one and two pretty much it's fairly it's you know pretty rigorous stuff for somebody who's like not a math person well let me ask but, you let me play devil's advocate mm -hmm. with you for a second what if what if you get the best degree you can to do something you don't love but that's going to pay you a lot of money which to me, I would never do. I mean, I, I even if I if, I, if I could go don't. to Penn and and then get into finance, I still wouldn't do it. I'm not made of that. Those people work hard in whatever, but I like. What if? What if it's not about? What if college is not about chasing a dream? It's simply about going out the other end with a bigger paycheck. Well, right. I, I think that. I think that attitude about it is problematic, too, because, A, that's not, like, really what college is for, right? And it shouldn't necessarily be what college is for. It does a disservice to other things that are, you know, like, foundational to Western civilization, like philosophy or classics or foreign languages. I mean, those things will not, do not get you more money in your life, really. Right. So it's... But college should be something, I mean, academic college, at least, should be something different from a jobs program, right? Yeah, I, I There should be so. jobs programs for people that want them. There yeah. should be trade schools and technical schools and things. And certainly a lot of people who are very academic also make a lot of money, but it's not because they're academic. I mean, it's because they're probably like high IQ to start with, right? Uh, yes, I would say so. I mean, like, Elon Musk isn't... Sure, he had a great education and everything, but that's not why he's Elon Musk. No, no, he's got a personality type. Yeah, a, he's a, got a other stuff going on. A captain of industry personality type. This unchecked ego. And you can't audacity. make a jobs program to make Elon Musk's. Right. Yeah. You just can't do it. It's an innate thing. So, I mean, th I think there are... College is trying to be a lot of things to a lot of people right now. I mean, look at how we treat college sports. No country on earth has that. Well, it's uh, I mean, because these these are huge businesses. Well, right, but there's no. Why do we pretend that the college athletes are there for the college? Yeah, it's a great point. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a great point because yeah, they're going to be illiterate most of them, and are, and they have like special classes for them yeah, and special and tutoring, illiterate. and like they still get out and don't know anything. Yeah, I mean, like, which is fine. But the whole thing is make-believe. Yes. That these are like, you know, the students who just naturally were going to this school and they just came together and made a football team. It's like not what happened. No. 
they're you know semi-professional essentially right. they and, really are professional sports well right and they in these teams are profit centers between the teams and right. fundraising and that's that's what you've got to do these teams are the equivalent of of the college presidents mm-hmm. they're but that's like that's why i say like college american college is a lot it's, it's trying to fulfill a lot of roles in our society right it's like age is the thing that young people all do socially at that age Mm-hmm. You know, like half of all young people, certainly almost all of them from leafy suburbs all go there, right? Go with what you said a few minutes ago. Um, my math teacher said that we should have uh, advanced math classes earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, our daughter just came in and said there should be advanced math classes earlier. For some kids, there should be more advanced math classes earlier, certainly. And, um, and you know, a lot of schools are moving in the opposite direction. I would not have funded advanced math classes earlier. No, you would not have. But because they're trying to keep all the kids at the same level longer without separating them out into different levels... It means they're lowering the standard for everybody. And the reason, one major reason we could never do in the U.S. what we do in Europe and just have people test into high schools and, you know, like you're going to the polytechnic high school, you know, and that's that is because we would have like racial, huge racial and gender inequities that American society would not tolerate. So we got to fudge it and just blast everybody out there. Yeah, we got to put everybody through the same high school. And pretend that we can get everybody to the same level. But we have an attitude in our society that there is like some sort of like blank slateism, right? That like if everybody's getting just as good a high school education, then everybody will end up equal. Right. Which is not. And it doesn't work that way. And if you if you set up your society trying to achieve that result, you are going to make some of the kids worse off. Actually, mm-hmm. probably all the kids who are soft. You're probably not doing any favors to the kids that you're trying to help by doing that either. Yes. So, okay. So, let's get to some other stuff here. Uh, at the end of the day... Uh, okay, well, let's so start with last let's, night. Let's, yeah, let's start with Isabella. No, which, no, no, no. Oh, I, I thought start, we were going to talk... Because that story's blown up today. Yes, but well, we're going to talk about some... Um, the polar opposite end of uh, my Isabella scenario... Is why are all the New Year's Eve specials just like gay bars now? It, it, there was a lot. It was, It seemed like for people who are a small percentage of the population, uh, gay men were overrepresented on New Year's Eve coverage last this night. This is um, CNN <laughs> with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen and two other gay guys um, talking. 
Hold on. Ass up, he said. It's uh, where are you two queens going? Yeah, of course you are. He won't be good on your podcast. No, I would totally not. Whatever. It's like it's in. It's like what? What is it? I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of. Oh my god! Over the top uh, gay guy repartee. You shouldn't say the forbidden thing. This is CNN. Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm only sick of it because I've been witnessing this and i've went to i used to work in hospitality and before that i worked on a cruise ship where with a bunch of dancers etc and it, it's I, I see a lot of the same act this uh, no you didn't uh whatever over the top well, and I'm fox just had their and, camera and, on two dudes kissing at midnight right, that and, well, was, and it was but, like all but, but you know, i want to say something because mm -hmm. because I, i'm not singling out gay people here because it's also the same thing with like bro dudes, and there's a way that we were talking about the other day that every like bro dude, and these are usually white middle class dude, college age, dresses exactly the same. And when I was a kid, the, all these dudes dressed exactly the same, but wearing Abercrombie shirts uh, and you know well curved baseball hats. And you know, like, there are personality types out there. I've also dealt with the brooding uh, writer type and. And, um, you know, the girl who's trying to be as cool as the the guy type smoking a cigar. You know, I'm just and I'm not telling I'm, I'm not. And believe me, I'm mostly disgusted by the Tom Shattuck type. <laughs> believe me. But I'm just it's been now I'm 50 now. So it has been more than 30 years now where I've seen all these types. And you guys have, too. And what I resent is like, why would you want to be like everybody else? Mm -hmm. Why would you want to be like every? You know what? I I've got six people I can choose to be like. I'm gonna be like <laughs> this. I'm gonna be like this guy saying, "Oh, it's ass up tonight." Uh, like, oh my goodness, wow! You're the over the top queen guy who's just saying the daring naughty thing on the off chance that you hook up tonight as a gay man, where I assume the possibilities are around a hundred percent. Like, but oh my god, you invented being uh, over the top and and. Like um, and um, promiscuous. My goodness, just sick of these. All of these type. It's straight. It's gay. It's well now. Okay, <laughs> now we've got a whole new universe of types, of course. But I'm I'm done. I mean, I'm, I think this is, and they all think that they're like this is. And I hope that when I was 21, I wasn't like that. Wasn't like this. You're not the first one of you. <laughs> it's true there are many many of you you know i think it, it's a good you've worked in retail i, I worked mm -hmm. at front desk hotels the new kid starts usually you have the worst kinds are the ones who just graduated from um graduated from um a hospitality school and hotel management mm -hmm. and they're going to revolutionize the way you process guests and for the first two weeks they're like over the top connecting and kind and uh, walking around from the front desk and you know getting on one knee when the couple's uh, child is there and whatever connected to them. a month into it they are shell shocked <laughs> that is gone 
And it's like we used to see it like every time we'd hire a new bunch of front desk people. It's like you're going to be emotionally destroyed. Don't don't say funny stuff. Just because the doorman here is from Jamaica, don't use a Jamaican accent and try to bond. Nothing you're doing is new. You're just like the last batch. Mm-hmm. And the batch before them, and they all come in, and they're all emotionally in t- tatters. Very soon, realizing that they owe Boston University $160,000 for something that they are never going to ever do again because it's been absolute hell. What was I thinking? I'm just saying, don't be like everybody else. I think right. it, it, don't be like everybody else. That's another reason why I hated high school. Everybody was being like everybody else. <laughs> I would have, I would have, like some dude would say something to me and and then like like razz me or something. And then like only when nobody else was looking would like actually be seeking advice from me or something like that. I'm saying, wait, so you're so afraid of your classmates, these idiots, <laughs> that you're only going to confide in me. Like, like in a civilized passion, as long as they don't see it. Like, you really are in jail. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't be like everybody else. That's all I'd say. So I don't like these guys. I do like um, my friend Isabella. Mm-hmm. I'll let you catch people up to Isabella. She's, we talked about her yesterday. She's a girl who dared to have big breasts while cooking, who Alice tore asunder. I did not tear anybody asunder because alice is saying that show so she's supposed to cook and not show her best physical attribute which in her case are her breasts so now i'm gonna lecture you because i brought in i've brought in she's now she's gotten um aubrey huff's uh twitter canceled he deleted his twitter because he was hitting on her like christmas day she's going scorched earth because people are angry at her for showing her breasts off um and daring to cook because you can't have nice breasts when you cook that's what Alice says. That's not, so, I didn't say that. By the way, so I'm going to, you don't have to take it from me. I'm going to use the voice of a good friend of mine on Twitter, a female called the Redheaded Libertarian. She says, let's talk about boobs. Women have them. Some women have bigger boobs than other women. Now let's imagine two attractive women with small frames. One is an A cup, one is a D cup. These women have two choices, to wear form-fitting clothes or to wear loose-fitting clothes. The woman with the smaller boobs will likely look cute in anything, as she is objectively proportionate. But women with the bigger boobs will be called fat in loose clothes because they box her curves and and whore in tight clothes. I don't. I'm not They'll mean. call her fat in loose clothes and a whore in tight, in tight clothes. clothes because they accentuate her curves. This is a reflection of conventional body standards as they pertain to beautiful women. She like what is this girl supposed I mean, to do? I mean, do we not? It's not about what is she supposed to do. Okay, it, it, this is this is exactly what bothers me about this is because it's disingenuous, right? Like people have different sized boobs while cooking, and that's a okay. This is about like the framing and everything, and the choice of how to set up this shot. It's very clear that she's doing it to be hot while cooking. So you can't be hot while cooking. No, it's just that it's just that that's the emphasis of the video. Clearly. Well, can we say? Do you even know what she cooked? No, I, I've seen it. Some kind of dessert. I, I I watched her breasts the entire time, Alice. I know, and part of that is because of the way the video is set up. It's not incidental to the video. But I, I have a question for you. Hmm. That's her, her best attribute. Is her chest. 
So why not showcase them? And because wouldn't you try to be your most attractive? What's wrong? Why can't she? Oh, I, I'm not allowed to be that attractive. I'm cooking dessert. Why not? It's not. not and you know this is what we talked about on your radio show when i came on with you today too is it's not necessarily that it's on a continuum right of things but she's trying to be like an online influencer and the type of online influencer she's trying to be is going to make money off the fact that tom shattuck is watching her breasts yes well she's not gonna make money off of me i don't think yeah she is well, I just watched the video that was like served to me from somewhere. Somebody had mentioned it. Yeah, and then on Twitter, what happens when you have lots of impressions on your tweets? Do you make money? Yeah. You do? Yes. I didn't know this. Because ads and stuff show up in your replies and everything. It's all like Oh. Yeah. So people that's why people post stupid engagement bait on twitter is because the more impressions and replies stuff has the more money people make off of it right and so but but, but alice it's also a lovely piece of content the music is good upon revisiting the food looked good uh she looked good it was like a nice experience okay sure maybe 53 year old men yelling at her calling her a 304 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is uh, which uh, we didn't know yeah which we this didn't must know. be old slang though because this is based on what shows up when you type it into a calculator and turn it right. upside down like people used to type 8008 yeah 304 is a hoe right h-o-e so that's what she's being called a 304 a hoe which i don't mm-hmm. know that she is i think she says she wants to have lots of babies and this and that and, but she's not i don't know why i gotta think that but, this thing is so popular because because she, she because she looks so good. I mean, it's really calendar gate again, right? Like it and it's once again, it's part of it is because she's claiming to be a conservative trad wife influencer, right? Is it's like, oh, I just want to stay home and cook and have lots of babies. And as a caller today pointed out, looking like she does and being twenty three, if it's really your goal to be a stay at home mom, that's not like for an attractive twenty three year old, like an impossible hill to climb. But she wasn't wearing garter belts and F and M stuff. No, 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 no. And so that's why I say it's on a continuum. She doesn't have an OnlyFans, but she's on the internet making money because people like to look at her boobs, right? And like, and so I say this is what it is a continuum, right? Part of the reason why Candace Owens is popular, obviously not the only reason, mm-hmm. is because she is lovely to look at, while she says things that people agree with. Yeah. Right. And so this girl is lovely to look at while making a cake. And maybe it's a little bit more sultry than Candace Owens usually is in her videos, but it's on a spectrum with that. And it's a step further down the spectrum towards the OnlyFans videos, but it's not there. It wasn't even showing cleavage. No, it It wasn't showing cleavage, but it. You got a very good idea of the outline of her body. And why would a husband who wanted to settle down with a woman, not a potential husband, not think that's great? But this is influencer content. She's being an influencer, talking about becoming a trad wife and having lots of kids and marriage and stuff and, you know, making this content. She's making money off that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... 
she's selling a lifestyle that she's not actually living. Well, not yet. She wants to live it. Well, I mean, maybe. I got married and had a kid at 23. It's not, like, impossible to do. Um, it, but not only that, but she also, technically, she's selling a package. If that's supposed to be for men, she's selling one, I can cook delicious stuff for you while these mammaries are making their way around the kitchen. I think that's a pretty good sales pitch. Well, yeah, but the point is, is that she's not really trying to settle down. How do you know? Because if she wanted to settle down, she could settle down. We don't know how dating experience is. She's, well, no, but the point is that she's not making that video to find a husband. How do you know? Because she's making money from the video. Well, she's certainly going to Do people be... make OnlyFans videos to find a husband? I don't know, but it probably i don't know like what what the i mean why not she's i mean yeah there's a big range of stuff people put on OnlyFans, from clothed pictures to bikini pictures to like full-on actual pornography like video with other people but so but like that's she's making content that she's making money off of to make the content like she could just you know, have a normal job and then it's one video. Like, join she's a got dating lots app. Of, she's got lots of videos and lots of stuff. She doesn't. I I was scrolling through today and I did not see. It, maybe it's back there. I did not see any other cooking. This is. Uh, I I I assume that she was going to do a cooking video and then saw an angle and said, "Wait a second, I got something <laughs> happening here." Um, but she hasn't followed it up. She said she was going to follow it up but but either way i mean it's really it's the same debate as the calendar debate, but it makes right? republicans it's like, look like jerks for attacking her well sure and i don't think people should attack her especially because i think virtually every female influencer in conservative world is an attractive female who would not be where she is if she weren't attractive i think there are some exceptions but i think that for the most part being tra- attractive and is a help in the conservative influencer universe. Oh, definitely. And most of them who are doing well are trading on that. To some degree or another. Right. Sure. So so that's what I'm saying. It's again, like everybody's but, on the spectrum of doing that. But there's that a double to standard. A you know, nobody's you know Michael Knowles has no pressure to be the most handsome man in the world. He's a fine enough looking guy, I guess. But he but like there's 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 men do not have the same pressure. Oh, yeah. And like I told you, like, Rush Limbaugh is not getting by on his looks. Um, right. To the same degree that Dana Lash is. No doubt about that. You know, it, it's just, He's also, he's a little different. He's the greatest actor. No, I know. But this is, but he's also a good example because he's, I mean, Michael Knowles is an example, but Michael Knowles is a fairly good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. But not necessarily. So, I don't think everybody is for the Matt Walsh look. I think you might be, but I don't think everybody is as well. I don't, I think that like, um, or Ben Shapiro, I guess they're all handsome. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Can we objectify the women, please? <laughs> I mean, my point is, is I, I think that that's, that's a reality of the way people react to male and female public figures. 
Yeah. And that to any degree, any woman who's doing anything publicly is, you know, to some degree or another trading on that standard. So to say that, you know, conservatives shouldn't be like trading on their looks as conservative women shouldn't be out there trading on their looks as women or that it's immodest. And there's a lot of debate about what constitutes modesty, right? Like you said, you know, she doesn't even have that much cleavage, which is true. Certainly, but it it's not necessarily about coverage, too. Like, certain clothing just accentuates different things, right? Yeah. So, you know, modesty is a debate. I think one of the things that's really tricky about modesty is that while virtually every culture on Earth has, like, agreed to some degree that women should follow some standard of modesty, mm-hmm. and men, too, in most cases, um, what exactly is meant by modesty is super, super cultural. Right. Like what somebody wears in an African tribe would be considered very immodest to like somebody in Victorian. England, oh, yes. Yes. You know, but it's not considered immodest the African tribe. It's not that they don't think women should have a modesty standard. It's just that their standard of what women should dress like and what they're used to seeing is very different. Yes. Right. But they do still feel that women should be modest. And they're not. No one would argue that they're not patriarchal or don't objectify women. Right. In like a tribe but there but there's certainly there's a lot of range culturally for what's modest and what's not and we live in a society where we are used to seeing so much of women yes you know like we routinely virtually every celebrity you can find like bikini pictures of them and stuff well a lot of times that's not their own fault but yes well no i mean not their own fault but i mean like i don't really wear bikinis I guess you don't. I mean... You were headed for one this summer before we... (laughs) Okay. Okay, but I'm saying, like, I don't... And I think a lot of, like, moms who dress modestly, like, do not just routinely wear around bikinis, right? But, like, virtually every celebrity, you can find pictures of them in swimwear, right? Like, we live in a society where we see people dressed very... What, by most social standards, would be considered very immodest, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of the time. And when you see, like fitness influencers the clothes that the fitness influencers are wearing when they're working out like i would not go outside in well right but like that's also very standard for how influencers and stuff dress well yeah true I, it is it is remarkable remarkable so it's it's <laughs> a like, very weird like cultural minefield the cl- the women's clothing modesty discussion because it is so subjective and there are such different there's such a different understanding of what's modest for different people and in different contexts yes agree Alice, i hate to tell you we gotta get back to the um construction i know there's a couple other things you wanted to hit but i think mm-hmm. we've got to go yeah so we do have a couple chat chat messages yes we do billboard alby um, this is, of course, brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Hey, sorry uh, you didn't hey. care for my music. <laughs> I thought uh, it was kind of fun and whatnot, but, you know, it's not for everybody. Well, it was kind of fun, but it was also kind of long. And uh, the, I felt that um, sometimes smaller portions uh, more accentuate the power of your art. Mm, good point. True. <laughs> Tomo de quinta, 
Is this the banana lady with the bananas in her hair? I don't know. Is that what that is? I don't, I'm not really sure. Is this Helen Reddy? I am not sure. I am not sure exactly what uh, what all that was. Alice, hope you're ready. Construction time. Yep, got to go do more construction. I'm sure Tom will post some more pictures on social media as Absolutely. we work our way through that. Um, once again, if you want to join us in the live chat and for the live stream of the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. We also put a little extra content up each week. If you're interested in joining that, you can also always find the show for free wherever you like to listen to podcasts. There's links at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Say la vie. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.